1: The Believe Podcast Network presents The FCS Football Podcast With Joe DeLeon Well, let's get fat And
0: Sean Anderson I am a
1: sooth You're listening to the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. We are transitioning our focus from what was previously the lost season of FCS football to now previewing the 2021 spring season. Today's episode is going to be quarterbacks. We are going to talk about and share our favorite guys for the upcoming year. The structure is a little bit different. We decided to do things differently than we've done on these preview shows. You'll get to tune in and hear how all of that goes. Before we do, though, I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my good friend, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. And I would also like to share a a nice message with you from our sponsors, that being betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing, and you might not be at the games this year you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You can be like Sean, a degenerate who puts money down uh, on obnoxious parlays and then gets mad. I got mad. something for this week too. Yeah. What do you? What do you mean you got something? for Washington this week? again. They did it to me again. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: everybody, everybody in my ear. Kyle Shanahan. He crushes the the, the football team he used to coach there. He's gonna dominate them.
1: Okay, okay. And now you know. It, you know. That's exactly my, exactly my point. Don't be like Sean. Don't put in these rinky-dink, goofy parlays in and think you're going to hit home runs every time. Put your money down on some safer bets. Be like me. Bet on whoever's playing the Jets to cover. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today to make more money than Sean does when he bets. Bet yeah, online, I, what, what were you gonna say? I,
0: I was going to to bring it back to myself, but since you know me so well, you were able to assume that I had lost another bet this Sunday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bet online, your online sportsbook experts Talk about hell of an energy to start the show. Where we want to talk about quarterbacks, and we're already getting a, a screaming Sean who's upset with with his. Um, With his poor betting talent, if you will, but we don't need to waste our time on that. We want to get into talking about our favorite 2021 quarterbacks. And before we get into this, we need to preface the show and all of these previews by saying we are not, we are not going to be talking about guys that are not playing. We're not going to be discussing any players that have declared or said that they're transferring. That leads into our first guy. We're going to get into that in a second. But we are focusing on players that we at least know for not 100% certain because things are still a little bit fluid right now. Some conferences are fluid. But that we know have the greatest chance of playing in the spring. And if anybody changes their mind in a couple weeks or things happen just understand if you're listening to this show after something has changed that we did not have that information readily available don't be a smart ass leave us and leave us a review saying we didn't have that information because frankly that's just not the case
0: yeah he's at utep now guy okay (laughs) sorry (laughs) thanks we didn't know
1: (laughs) people were nicer I would like to talk about, though, the first polarizing player in this group who is technically not an FCS quarterback at the moment, Bailey Zappi, the MVP that we awarded of the last season, a guy that we talk about very highly, has announced that he's transferring. I want to read what he posted on Twitter. He said, First, I would like to start off by saying thank you to HBU and to all the coaches I had during my time there. I will forever be grateful to Coach Shealy for allowing me to play for him for all the opportunities he has provided with me. Another thank you for all my teammates who have helped me have four amazing seasons as a Husky. With that being said, I have decided to enter the transfer portal as a grad transfer for this upcoming season. It has not been an easy decision to make, but my family and I feel as though this would be the best for me in my future. So he's trying to make that jump. Anybody who makes this decision does it to move up. So Sean... If you had to speculate, what kind of a school do you think that Bailey might have the opportunity to go to? I can see him moving on to maybe a super high-end FCS program that needs a quarterback, like a JMU, if you will, or he maybe has his his sights higher on a, a Sunbelt or a MAC team.
0: Do you think I'm too far out there by knowing his play style and saying, hey, we played Don't you this year. It. Don't I, say it. You uh, almost beat us. Uh, how about Texas Tech? No. No. How about How about he goes to Texas Tech and throws for, I don't know, 7,000 yards? <laughs> how about he does
1: that? That would be too perfect, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I think that their quarterback situation is a little bit resolved. They've got a young guy there now. I don't know the exact name because I just I don't follow Texas Tech football, but mm. I see this as possibly being like a Kevin Thompson type situation where – he went to Washington. Did not play a down. I don't. I'm not saying that Bailey's going to do that. I'm saying that he's going to get opportunities to play at a big school. But I think that Bailey knows he's better off heading somewhere where he can start right away.
0: Uh, you're the big uh, over overarching arching uh, college football guy. So I was hoping to get an actual school out of you. I don't know. No. Uh, does Lafayette have a good quarterback? I know they slung it. Lafayette. You're talking about
1: Louisiana Lafayette you got to be yeah. specific here this is an FCS show
0: jeez
1: oh, there's another Lafayette i
0: know louisiana lafayette
1: <laughs> okay well i don't know i could i mean i could see something like that i don't know i, I think that, that zappi is better off heading somewhere where he can start right away but it, I, we I wanted to, we wanted to open with talking about him because frankly he's he's not returning he might not be an FCS quarterback coming up soon and i did just wanted to clarify that for anybody who thought that he was still returning. Getting into some of these guys, though, that we really want to talk about, we have to open our discussion on Jeff Undercuffler, the big gunslinger at at uh, University of Albany, 41 touchdowns in 2019. We're both pretty big fans of Undercuffler, just from what we've seen so far.
0: Yeah, after his breakout game, I don't know, was it 2018 against Maine? Uh, it was either Maine or Villanova, one of the two. He just stepped in and he was just launching it. And it, it, it rocked. And you could tell immediately. Normally, a, a quarterback comes into the game in their first game, and they check down or they do uh, whatever they have to do. Well, he came in, and he was throwing that thing, uh, which I really appreciated. I mean, with time for Undercuffler, he's lethal. Uh, he will pick you apart. He will stand back there, and he will always hit the open man. Uh, but for, with that, I, I do believe he needs a quicker release. That's one thing that just pops out to me. Uh, his body chain, it works really well when he's in the pocket. Scrambling, it's he's not the best scrambler. When he's in the pocket, his body chain lines up perfectly, and he will put that thing right in between the eyes every time. But granted, Albany's offensive line provided him a lot of protection. That's not his fault. He's doing what he's supposed to do. The offensive line is doing what he, uh, they're supposed to do. But eventually, there's going to be some situations where he needs to get the ball out quicker. So in those situations, I would appreciate him getting the ball out a little bit quicker. You need to get the release a little faster. I mean, technically, he's good. He's fine. He makes the right decision. Uh, It just seems like at times he's comfortable back there. And that's not a bad thing. But when uh, somebody even more adept at watching tape than I is watching it, they're going to say, oh, he's taking too long to get the ball out. Uh, and that's just one thing that I saw. Aside from all the positives that he has, uh, you'll you'll see it. Uh, I mean, he's going to carve teams up, but if you're really looking at it, you'll be able to see he's hold on to it too long.
1: And he had a really good offensive line last year. He some did. of those guys are gone. Some good offensive weapons, but to see what he did as a, a, a underclassman in his first year starting. It, it, it's jaw-dropping, and frankly, that you know, we saw the flashes of the arm talent. He works with a very good quarterback coach in Ralph Faciano I think is how you pronounce it, in New Jersey. He puts out a lot of really guys, uh, really good guys. He's worked with Gardner Minshew. He's he's worked with some notable players that have NFL opportunities, and I, I think under Cuffler has those traits and the size to eventually develop into a guy who could very easily find his way onto an NFL roster. He he has already put down a really good base and I, I don't think we're anywhere near where Under Kouffler is going to become in terms of his talent level. Like this spring season for him, I think is gonna be huge because he had all of this time to prepare and continue to grow physically and mentally.
0: Yeah, quarterbacks like they're kind of fickle. It's not like a wide receiver who can run a, a thousand routes and then become really great at that route. Quarterbacks need that time and those games with their receivers and those practices with their receivers. I'm not. It's hard to expect any of the quarterbacks that we have in the list uh to perform the way that Zappy did or the way that they performed last year. Just because you, I'll take it back to the pitchers this last year in the MLB. They weren't that good. Some of them are really good. But for the most part, home run numbers are up. They are getting uh, just yanked after the fifth inning. Sometimes these people who throw the ball, they need more actual throwing of the ball. And I'm sure he did that. But it's different when you're on your own field with your own players and your own team.
1: Getting into it, I, I got a New Jersey guy. I was led to bring up my New Jersey guy. Now we're going to bring mm. up a Virginia guy for Sean No, just kidding. This guy belongs on the list because he is really freaking talented. Jason Brown, St. Francis University. Obviously not the biggest FCS program, playing in a a pretty small school. Uh, but he's still a big guy, really good arm. Six foot four, two thirty. Looked really strong last uh, last fall when he played. One thing that really stands out to me is just that the overall arm talent that he possesses. And I, I know we we always say on the show that arm talent means a million different things to a million different people, but. In this context, he's got a very strong arm, and what makes him dangerous is the ability to throw in very awkward angles and off-platform. I would say he's the best at it in this entire group, and I would like to provide some context on how talented Jason Brown can become. Ryan Roberts, who I do another show with, who is a very reputable NFL draft analyst at Rising Draft on Twitter, he said to me earlier today when I was talking to him about Jason Brown— He has the athleticism and arm talent to become a starter down the road in the NFL. He firmly believes that. If somebody takes him in, develops him, and works with him, he can eventually possibly turn him into a starter. Not a backup, a starter in the NFL.
0: I don't mind that take. I don't mind that take one bit. I think that Brown has a natural cannon, uh, meaning it just looks effortless seeing him throw it 50 yards plus, uh, 40 yards, it's like flicking it off. Uh, His feet and his arm. They're always in sync on his release, which gets him more distance and better accuracy. It's a small thing, but every quarterback is taught that. Um, Joe, I don't know if you're when you're watching this. Did you see him just sometimes casually taking a 12-step drop because he just could? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he Just just because, yeah, I can buy some time. It's like playing Madden 11 where you could just drop back 20 yards and still get it 30, 30 yards downfield for the first down. And he can do that because he a strong arm. But even more importantly, his eyes are always downfield. So while he's buying time with his legs and his feet, he's already figured out where he's going to go with it once he gets to step number 10. Then he just stops, releases, and then boom, it's a completion. It's just little things with Jason Brown that he's already developing that takes NFL quarterbacks a while to develop. I think that's really impressive because these guys in the NFL work on this stuff all the time. Sometimes you see them with their eyes, not always down the field, CC Daniel Jones, uh, but Brown is just already, it just looks like he's comfortable. He's fearless in the pocket, so he can do that. He's not worried about, uh, maybe it's just his pocket presence and knowing where the pressure's coming from, but he just, it's impressive to see his eyes always, always scanning.
1: And, And the big key here for him is that he has the ability to make throws that just nobody else at the FCS level is able to do. He doesn't do it every single play, but there's sometimes you'll watch this guy and you'll go, Did he really just make that throw? Did he really just throw out of pressure like that, perfectly downfield for 20 to 30 yards? Like He has that type of talent, which makes him so fun to talk about and also to watch. Hitting on another, ironically, another Virginia guy, Daniel Smith of Villanova, somebody who we've talked very highly of. He has to be one of the more underrated quarterbacks in this group, Better one of the best returners in the CAA. One thing that sticks out to me for a guy that's six foot, he is a fantastic athlete, very good runner. And he has that he uses that mobility, the ability to move as an athlete to then throw on the run and to throw off platform, use all those physical tools to be a good mobile quarterback.
0: I completely agree with your statement earlier about him being underrated. I don't know when we got on the bandwagon. It felt like a, li- a little bit earlier than other people. I know maybe it was his first time being a fat stat where he had like 340 yards and a, like four touchdowns. I think touchdowns. we hopped on when after was that, that, that first game last year.
1: No, I think we hopped on uh, after Colgate.
0: That might have been it. Uh, regardless, from then on, it, it he just feels like a gamer to me. He's got guts with his play style. And if you've been listening to the show consistently – I I sound like a broken record by saying this stuff because we've been saying it for so long. He just plays football. That's what he does. He's a better football player than a quarterback, which is a very, you're going to think that's a negative thing. He's a great quarterback. So if he's an even better football player than that, in that aspect, you're getting a really good dude. Uh, He relies on his instincts a lot, uh, which sometimes quarterbacks are told not to do, but they're really good quarterbacks. They always have the trust in their instincts and his are usually right. It's just, you're watching him. You're like, where's he going with this? Where's he going with this? And then he just pulls something out, and it's just a great play, even if it's running for eight yards, and he just he gets tackled. It's just like, okay, you're scanning. What possessed him to to go in between the guard and center and then go to the right instead of just breaking <laughs> out wide? And he's just one of those dudes that, what is it, a chicken in a fox coop, or one of the two, where they're just escaping and moving. Do, do you mean and, a, fo-
1: a fox rab- in the chicken coop? Is that what uh, you mean?
0: Okay, so that's a little backwards, I'd say. But uh, that'd be, that's a
1: that be that's an in- interesting thought. Uh,
0: fo- he's very, fox, He's He's very coop? instinctual.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> that's what I'm We're making up <laughs> phrases. We're making up words on this show. Welcome to Ugh. the FCS Football Podcast. Bomb. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I mean, regardless, Daniel Smith, fantastic guy coming in. Huge veteran leader for this Villanova squad. He steps up to the plate when you need him to play well. The game that I watched closely on him was the JMU game, and that was a game where he needed to step up, and he made a lot of really strong throws. Not exactly a deep thrower, but really good in that short to, to intermediate route concepts that allow him to move outside of the pocket and then find somebody that is tracking him and following him in that same direction. Continuing right. on with a younger oh. guy. Well, what do you what, you got something you want for me? Something? I was gonna
0: say instead of just calling out the bombs, since we were college football players, when the machine breaks down like it just did, I, I propose we do a, a fire fire call so we can uh, we can we can move it all along.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or uh, just get a take a lap, you know. Oh Joe Judge uh, style. Take a little lap. Getting back to some younger guys, Trey Self, Stephen F. Austin really showed out during a longer than usual fall season in, in 2020, one of the teams that had more games than others. He really showed us what we started to see last fall. He started to really flash that potential of what he could become. And you see the traits. You, you see the traits that he had from being a struggling player in week one of 2019 to where he is now, where he's just slinging the thing and he's making plays all over the field. I really like Self, and I think that he's another guy that has very good traits as a quarterback.
0: I think he has good traits. I also I, – sometimes I get bogged down in just watching quarterbacks play quarterback and you just kind of – it's – a lot of quarterbacks can sometimes look the same, which is not a bad thing, especially if you're comparing them to quarterbacks that play well. But with Self, when I saw him doing his thing, which was getting mobile, which he had to get, get mobile a lot, uh, he looked very in control. He looked uh, like he was going to make a play. Uh, he was impressive when he was mobile is what I'm trying to say. He's got a nice whippy arm, which works well with that. Uh, it, almost being able to throw from whatever angle and still have zip on it. Uh, that's a big thing when when guys go mobile. I see them just start lofting it up, and we're just going to try to get it downfield. If we hit it, we hit it. If he goes mobile, if Self goes mobile, he's going to try to zip it in there and get that first down. He's going to really try to treat it as if it was a designed play, which, which is something that I feel like goes a little bit unnoticed with how talented the mobile quarterbacks are in the NFL, where they can just float it up because they just know that's where the player is going to be. But in college, these guys are still learning. And if he can turn a, a scramble into a, a play that looks designed, that's something that is, is just, you can't teach that.
1: No, no, you, you're not going to be able to teach the things that he's able to do. And again, I just, I really like what he's able to do as a quarterback playing for one of the smaller programs in FCS football. And, and just seeing some of those flashes, I don't think that we've seen the full capability of, of Trey Self we're just starting to see what he can turn into as being a dominant FCS quarterback continuing into now a a older guy one of the upperclassmen veteran players somebody who we talked very highly of as being an NFL draft prospect we talked about this dude a ton Zarek Cooper what are we gonna say go ahead
0: I I believe we talked about him within our first three shows that we've ever done on the show
1: Yes, yes, we've yes. talked about him <laughs> in, in a significant margin. I'm not. I'm not going to debate that. Zarek Cooper, Jacksonville State. Not sure if he's making, maybe thinking about leaving or not. But as of right now, it appears that he is staying at Jacksonville State. The one thing that really stands out to both of us, Sean, he's very calm. He's got a very strong, yes. good demeanor. He's not like some of these other guys. In some instances, especially the younger guys, they get a little worked up easily. We see a guy that is. The perfect, cool, calm, collected, veteran quarterback that is just easy with his throwing motion, very consistent, and doesn't really get too high or too low when he makes mistakes.
0: No, he is aloof. We have been saying this since the first time we saw him. He's just so calm. It's weird. It's, It's freaking weird how calm he looks on the field. And you know, a quarterback's brain is going a mile a minute, but it's just you do not see anything that would make you think that he doesn't have complete control of the situation when scrambling never looks frantic. It's eerie to see him just move and it just be so confident in the decisions. That's what I think that's what it boils down to is if you have that supreme confidence in this is the decision I'm going to make, what's going to phase you and Cooper being such a developed quarterback, you're not going to get in his head. You're not going to make him look like he doesn't know what he's doing. It's just so impressive that, and and as long as we've been watching football, I haven't seen somebody as calm as him any level. I just haven't. Uh, people look. I mean, you could say uh, Tom Brady, whatever, clutch is losing it on the sidelines sometimes. Sometimes he looks calm. This dude never looks rattled.
1: No, what gene no, is that? I don't. I don't know. It's it, it's a rare trait to see in a college quarterback that they're always the same demeanor throughout the entirety of the game. And and he's one of those guys, not like Jason Brown and Under Cuffler, who we think are developmental players. I think Cooper's good, but he's not going to turn into an NFL starter by any means. But he's somebody that I think NFL teams were attracted to because of the fact that he's very calm. He has a, a, a consistent demeanor. That's what you want in your backup quarterback or your third-string quarterback, somebody who – comes in, puts in the work, and if you need them to step in and play, they're just able to keep things in order without getting too, too worked up about having to step in and play. Hitting into one of our last two guys, Tucker Rovig from Montana State has to be mentioned. Sean's not as big of a fan of him, I think, and I'm not the the, the biggest fan of Tucker Rovig. I think that he had a bit of an up-and-down streak last year. We didn't see the same Tucker throughout the entirety of the year, and he didn't start right off the bat in 2019. But physically, he has those – again, we talk a lot about traits. He has those traits to be successful down the line for what is typically a very good Montana State program.
0: Yeah, he's a quarterback. That's what he is. He's a quarterback. He's tall, uh, good release, strong. Wait, wait, Uh, did
1: you just say – was your analysis of him that he's a quarterback?
0: No, no, I'm getting to this. Okay. I, I, I'm not doing the the, the okay. one thing that we've trashed others for doing. Okay. Uh, but he just kind of fits that mold is what I'm saying. But when analyzing him, it's not like every with a, any of the, these players, I can't really mark down something that just completely wows me about him. Each one of the quarterbacks above, there's something distinct about them. Tucker Rovig just has not shown me anything that is distinct about him yet. That's He's a good quarterback. He's a college quarterback. But there's nothing... Not nothing, but, you know, I just have not been wowed yet.
1: Yeah, I I get that. And I think that he wasn't the reason why they maybe struggled in some parts of last year. But he needed to step up a little bit more. And I know that where you might get some people that that hop on and say, well, why did you bring him up? He has the potential is the reason why. And and I talk to a lot of people in NFL draft circles. And Tucker's name is somebody who surprisingly gets brought up. It's a guy that people want to see what he can become because he has the talent. That's the big key difference here, Sean, is that we we don't bring up guys that were just good college quarterbacks. We talk about the guys that have the most talent. I think that's like a big key difference between us and the typical college football FCS show, right? Yes, we're
0: just we we could just sometimes see it. I would say we've been through the experience. We can tell. When someone has that going for when they when they have it. Uh, and maybe I just can't tell yet. Maybe I haven't watched enough of Rovig. Uh, but he's somebody that hasn't gone un- unnoticed by any of the circles. And that's why he's being brought up. And maybe I'm not in love with him. Uh, and somebody is some of you guys are you could point out why. But right now I'm just not
1: right. And let's wrap up with somebody who actually came on the show, Akil Glass, Alabama A&M. He actually just graduated from Alabama A&M, so congrats to him getting his degree. Uh, That's something I just love to see because these these FCS guys are always going to have a more difficult time finding an opportunity to play in the NFL. But when you see these guys finish out their their academics and graduate, I I don't know why, that just makes me happy to see because uh, you and I, Sean, I don't know why I'm going off on this point, but like... There were guys that we went to school with that really struggled academically. So it's just it's not everybody has the easiest time because it's a really difficult balance of balancing football in school. I don't I don't know why I'm hung up on that, but I just I always get very happy when I see that on social media.
0: I was very happy to see uh, Jameer graduated from Tennessee. I don't know why I was just happy. You know, it's just a good thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Akil Glass is a. A tough quarterback from when I, when I see him playing, he just looks like he's playing hard, which is it's very opposite of Cooper, uh, but it's not opposite in a bad way. Uh, he commands respect when he goes on the field. He keeps on getting up and he keeps on performing. That's what I like about Akil Glass. You get tackled in bounds, uh, you get more comfortable because it's already happened. A lot of people go out of bounds and trust—I've never carried the rock, so it's not like I've ever seen <laughs> Keanu Neal running down the field at me. I, maybe I'd go out of bounds too, but but some guys are just built differently, and I feel like Akeel Glass is. And he gets—he just gets in the game. That's what I see from him. He gets in it. He's completely involved. He's involved physically, physically, mentally, and just as the leader of the court, as as the quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I need to apologize to Aquil. I just remembered oh, that I was geez. butchering the hell out of his name. Thanks. I'm so sorry, Aquil, if you're listening to this show. It's pronounced Aquil Glass. um, But regardless, somebody that we brought on the show for very good reason, and I'm very glad that he was willing to come on and we actually got to talk to him and hear from him. Uh, A little bit more of a quiet guy when he talked to him, but you can sense still a level of confidence in his style of play and the way that he plays the quarterback position. For me, when I talk about Aquil Glass, he has exactly what you want, in again, I talked about this with Zarek Cooper, but I would argue a quill more than Zarek for a backup quarterback in the NFL as a guy on your roster that sticks around because, again, very big, big athlete. He's six foot five, 215. He's probably going to add a little bit more weight if I'm willing to guess when he does his pre draft process, but he's got the arm talent, he, he does a strong, consistent job. We've seen him start for multiple years. He has that leadership capability, those those leadership traits that you want in a backup. And I, I really, I'm going to be rooting for Aquil, and I think that he has a legitimate shot to earn himself onto a roster as a second or third quarterback, if not a practice squad.
0: I think you have that pegged correctly. I, I it, It's very hard for an FCS quarterback to become a starter in the NFL. It's very hard. So if we're becoming realistic with our analysis It's not a bad thing to see Glass as a possible backup quarterback. It's hard to have a backup quarterback role in the NFL, regardless of what division you played at. But Glass, he just does have those intangibles that you see from quarterbacks that can step in and perform and get the job done. He's a little bit, he's kind of electric, but he's also got a good demeanor as well. So he's somebody that we're both very high on.
1: Well, that's all we have for this quarterback episode. Share your thoughts on if maybe we missed somebody, if you really like somebody that we talked about, at Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. Shout directly at Sean if you have any qualms with anything that we talked about on this episode. That's right. (laughs) Um, Also, give us a review if you like the show. We are consistently at that five-star rating, which is nice to see. Please also follow Believe Podcasts at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram and head to Believe.com for more fantastic shows um, out there on the market. There's tons of different shows and topics that you can find a part of Believe uh, if you search it up, including my other show, Believe in NFL Draft Prospects. Stay tuned for next week. We're going to talk about running backs.